Good morning, everybody. Whoa. All right, there we go. We're on. Oh, well, somebody's out there. Good morning, everybody. There we are. All right, let's take our seats. All right. So I have something to share with us today. And I didn't do this on purpose. Uh, I wrote this this morning. Uh, and then I, I got here and I realized today is the fish fry. So I thought it was rather appropriate that today I'm talking about one of the most, uh, I think, our favorite fish of the Bible. Uh, I'm talking about the fish that swallowed Jonah, our favorite child, maybe uh, one of our favorite Bible stories that uh, most of the children who just left could probably tell us. But I'll remind us of a couple of the details here. Uh, so we have Jonah, right? A powerful man of God, a prophet. Uh, who hears a clear message to go and speak to the city of Nineveh. It's a sinful city. He's supposed to go and speak against it. Uh, but he doesn't do that at first, does he? Uh, instead, he decides he, 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 to hop a ship to Tarshish, uh, and it gets caught in a storm in that ship. And he knows it's because of his disobedience right away, and so he directs the men on that ship to chuck him over the gun rail. Just chuck me over, guys. And they don't want to, of course, but they, they do it. And they go, all right, well, it's better than dying, I guess. Forgive us, Lord. There goes Jonah into the ocean. <laughs> and, of course, we know the next part is he gets et up by that great big fish. Uh, so, as he's, uh, so later on, I think, uh, Jonah writes a psalm about that experience. And you can find that in Jonah 2. And I'll read that for us. He says, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction. And he answered me. And out of the belly of Sheol I cried. And you heard my voice, for you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the very seas. And the floods were surrounding me, and all your billows and all your waves passed over me. And I said, well, I have been cast out of your sight, uh, yet I will look again towards your holy temple. And the waters have surrounded me, even to my very soul. And the deep has closed around me, weeds are wrapped around my head. And I go down to the moorings of the mountain, the very base of them. The earth with its bars are closed behind me forever. Yet you have brought up my life from that pit, O Lord, my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer went up to you in your holy temple. Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy, but I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. So I'm not sure about you, but... I've often thought about Jonah as uh, maybe the Bible's resident scaredy cat, um, kind of the highlights reel of what not to do as a prophet or follower of God. He's disobedient, he's cowardly, petty, and something of a big baby at the end. He's rolling in the dirt, oh, I wish I was dead, <laughs> right? But thinking about the story, I think there's more to it than that. And I start to wonder if all this time I like to maybe pick a little bit of fun of Jonah, maybe dismiss him because... He has a way of holding a little bit of a too honest mirror um, up to myself. And here's the thing about Jonah. He runs presumably because he doesn't quite trust the Lord, at least fully. He thinks he can run from his calling. Maybe he runs in fear. Maybe it's his hatred for the Ninevites. Maybe it's pride. We don't know exactly why. But we know how God answers, and that says quite an awful lot. Now, good God could have made it easy. He could have just created a big wind and forced Jonah to go to Nineveh. Uh, but he has a different vehicle in mind. Uh, the Bible tells us that God specifically fashioned this sea monster just for Jonah. And it's this powerful image that, um, and I just think it's this powerful image that um, means uh, the means through which Jonah escapes the calamity of his own making 
the chaos and the storm, was to practice the very trust that he was running from. How much courage and how much selflessness and how much humbleness does it take to sacrifice yourself in the midst of the unknown, to declare God's goodness and salvation in your darkest, in your deepest place? And how good is our God that that same dark place acts as a vessel and brings Jonah safely, if not maybe quite comfortably, exactly where he needs to be? And how much greater the testimony for it? Because without that fish, without seeing the very worst of Jonah, would we really remember him at all? Would we tell his story? I don't think so. So whether great or small, we all have storms. We all need to learn the lessons of Jonah, and we all maybe need big fish experiences. But when they come, and when we feel swallowed by the nightly news, or maybe that cutting word, or maybe that painful memory or that financial burden, or maybe just those nagging doubts, those fears or insecurities that we all have from time to time, when we're facing those jaws of death, we can rest assured that the same God who was with us in the boat in the place of safety, in the place where it felt, things felt firm, is the very same God who will be with us out on the water where we can declare his salvation, even when we can't see it, but trust that it might be the very thing that we think that hinders us, the things that keeps us from him, maybe the thing that might lead us into something greater, some new adventure, a new place where he can show us a miracle of what he's doing in our lives and to those around us. So, Father, today, as we give back to you, as we bless you, as we put our tithes in the box in the back, we just ask, Lord, that you would guide us to help to hold on to you, to bear up one another and never fish, never face that fish alone. Because the thing about Jonah, Lord, is that he went into the sea alone, maybe, and maybe he was scared in that moment, but we, with Christ within us, with the Holy Spirit within us, never have to face those things alone, that you will always be holding our hand. Jesus, we just ask that you would guide us this week. If we're going through those deep and dark places, or if we're on the boat, if we're in that safe place, that we would remember who you are and how good you are, Jesus. Remember that you are the God who took an object of depravity, an object of evil, you took that cross, Jesus, and you made it into some, a symbol of peace, a symbol of hope, and a symbol of love. You take the things that are the worst in our lives, the worst in us, and you make them into something great. So we thank you, Jesus, in your name. Amen. 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 I might as well keep that here. Thanks. Thank you, Peter, so much. Um, Joan, we'll have you, or whoever's going to be giving that building update, we'll have you, you can be just... I got a mic for you here too. We have a few other announcements I'll give too here. Um, we're gonna have a fish fry and pop. We call it pop blessing today after the service. We want to welcome you all to stay for that fellowship time. And then during the service, we'll be having uh, t- partaking of communion together. And we want to welcome all believers to partake with us in that communion. Uh, there are announcements here that we send out each week, most of them, activities on Wednesday. We have 9.30 activities here as well. And then uh, we have a special note here. We're considering having our Sunday morning worship service at 9 a.m. instead of 10.30 for the summer months. That's June through August. If you would like to give input on that, uh, you could talk to one of the elders. Um, that you see up there on the screen. 
So that's something we're praying about. Uh, next weekend will be the Women's Glow Retreat. Yesterday and Friday we had the, the True Bridge Men's Retreat, and there were close to 150 men there at that event, and that's pretty significant to have that many men come together to worship God and to... Uh, it was very good, good teaching. I, I know I sure learned things there uh, the last few days. So that was, that was great. But this is uh, the Women's Aglow uh, retreat next weekend. And then something I want you to know, this year we are having a Wednesday evening Passion Week service, and that'll be on the Wednesday of Passion Week, Wednesday before Resurrection Day, Easter morning, and that's April 17. It'll be at 6.30. It's going to be a very special night. We're going to go back and we're going to see what Jesus went through for us and then we'll be having communion that evening as well. It'll be an Easter breakfast on Resurrection Sunday from 9 to 10. Uh, Dane is going to be leading that uh, out, but men, you can talk to him about helping. And then there's just other means of communicating and connecting with the church that we have up here, but we'll go to our building report here now. There you go, Joan. It's turned on. Okay, so. we're going to do a picture report today. And so um, when I walked in, I was expecting to see a little bit of sheetrock on the floor. Um, that was my first view. <laughs> Um, in the foyer, and beep, <laughs> and I looked up, and I could see the sky, <laughs> and then I thought, wonder what's in the sanctuary, so I walked through the doors, and that was what was in the sanctuary, and I looked up, and there was more sky, <laughs> so that's, that's um, what we started with. Next... Um, Yes, I have a few of these, yeah. There we were pondering. <laughs> um, and uh, the one before it was, go back there, yeah, there we go. Um, go back one more, there. It won't stay there. <laughs> I gotta show Elsie, she's yeah. scooping snow. We had Elsie and Joy scooping snow. Uh, one of my employees from the plant came up. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, we put it into wheelbarrows. And wheeled it outside. Okay, next. And there, uh, Dave and, and my son-in-law, Ben, was down helping. We got that one down. So next. Um, yeah, just a little bit more of what it looked like. There's the, the chairs, the floor covered with the insulation. When it hit, it went everywhere. <laughs> next, more chairs. Then we we thought, well, let's get the rest of the snow off the roof of the rest of us. So we put out a call, and we had a lot of you guys showed up, and Jennifer. <laughs> and uh, so shoveled and shoveled and shoveled. There they were putting on the um, makeshift covering. Um, they built 
kind of a cover over it, and then we got a big tarp to put over, and then they'd put um, two by fours, screwed two by fours down over that um, to keep it secure. So, because it was supposed to rain at noon that day, and it was 8:30 when I came down, made the calls. Um, Cliff called me back, said we can be there in a couple hours. They were here by 10:30, I think it was. Um, and went to work, and just as they finished putting the tarp on at 5 o'clock, it started to rain, so <laughs> the Lord held it off for us. So um, the next day, <clears throat> Cliff Kastner came up and put up some insulation from the inside so we weren't losing heat <laughs> up next, so that was both places. Then we had um, service master came up right away also, and um, because the snow was melting as we were shoveling, we had a lot of water in there, and they vacuumed out the water. And then lady, later, a uh, few days later anyway, we had them back, and they cleaned all the chairs for us. So you see some here, and the rest are in storage right now, but they're all all cleaned, no insulation, dust, or anything on them. They're ready to use. Um, next. Um, okay, that was, they were starting to work on the roof there again now. Next. Um, and then um, this is some of what, they put sheeting down inside so they could walk in there safely to put up the new rafters. And that, that was the makeshift rafters that were up there for um, to hold the plastic. Next, just more of the same. Um, yeah, that, okay, stop. Um, oh yeah, Cliff put me in his, forget what it's called. Anyway, raised me up there on the roof, so I was able to take some pictures. <laughs> okay, next. Um, the sheet rockers came and took off as far as they needed to what was wet, what was damaged, um, and the walls. Um, next. And then uh, the beams started taking it off on the beams also. Next. And um, then when we looked at the beams and, and thought, hmm, wood. Uh, next. Oh. Uh, the rafters came. And next. And they had to get a crane to, to put them up. Um, they were like 80 feet long, the first few. They got shorter and smaller as it goes up, but um, so next again, you can see they've got four. I think he had to set five with the the big crane, and then um, Cliff's crew was able the next day with their outfit to set the rest of them. And then Ben came and helped with the chairs, cleaning the chairs, um, hauling some other ones too, those um, that were in close out in the, the foyer, they, those all need to be cleaned also. That was more, more chairs. 
<laughs> then last Sunday, we need to get everything out of the foyer. And that welcome table we have is very heavy. <laughs> but we had a good crew show up next. <laughs> and they got it right where we wanted it for now. <laughs> yeah. Muscles. And then the, the door um, arbor thing, they had to move that too. All the rocks made a, a like a fire brigade handing the rocks out. Um, he, they've started, um, they've got the sheetrock on, they've, can't remember if they've got both co coats of mud on, um, one for sure, maybe they have both of them, they'll start sanding, and, um, and so it looks, they, oh, the other thing, yeah, um, able to remove the carpet, and it came out really slick. They just cut it in strips, rolled it up with all the garbage and dirt and junk in it, and put it out in the dumpster. So that's all out. And um, this week, oh yeah, you can go to that next one. There's no hole in the roof anymore. It's all shingled. It's all, <laughs> it's all good. This next week, um, they will be, we opened the beams, um, pulled, took all the sheetrock off. And just so you know, the reason we didn't do that when we built the church was that the, the glue and the pitch, and that was still yucky and goopy. And if you'd have tried sanding it at that point, you would have had a mess. So we just sheetrocked it. Well, now is the time to expose the beams. So um, the beams will be stained this week. Um, and he figured a week and a half for, you know, the staining, the painting, doing everything like that. So um, in a week and a half, we should have probably have it all painted, um, I think, anyway. Right, yeah, yeah, to clean the the vents and and other things like that, and so um, but that's kind of the the timeline on that um, when that's done, carpet, so we're coming along very nicely, and thank you for all your your help um, Amen. thank you. <clears throat> Thank you, John. Do we have that declaration there, Josh? You can put up PCC family declaration. We'll let you work on that here. I got a note from, Kent. oh, there it is. Okay. Let's, uh, let's declare this again together. We've done something like this before, but why don't we stand up doing this? And this is what we declare from our mouths this morning. Let's say it together. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. 
God is working this roof collapse for good. He will work it for good, not only in the natural realm, but also in the spiritual realm. We believe we are headed for an upgrade, not only with our building, but also in us as your church family. Even as the church house roof opened up, we open up our hearts anew to you, God. We surrender our lives as a church family to you. We yield ourselves to your service in the days ahead. Thank you for your love, joy, and peace among us. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I'm told, are George and Joyce Cook, are you in the audience here today? Over there? Would you two come up and sit in the front here just a moment? I'm going to read this from Kenton Chantel. Uh, This is to the church family here. They say, how do we even begin to say thank you enough for the love that you have shown our family during the loss of Jeffrey and Travis? It is true we are the body of Christ. His hands and feet, his hands and feet, and when one member hurts, you showed us your love of Christ by reaching out and helping to bring hope and comfort to the part of the body that needed mending. We do know our children are whole and healthy for the first time in their lives. Our arms are empty and our house seems empty, but one day our hearts will rejoice again. We love you and we thank you for the gifts of food, financial support, and the cards of love, the Dudleys. They asked if I could read that this morning. and We feel, we feel the same with you. you know, we've received so much from you as a church family. And when I say you, I mean the kids, everybody. And uh, we're just so thankful that we are privileged to be in the body together the body of Christ, and in a local body, a local church. We love one another. We really do. They're all precious to us. And um, Another part of the body from North End? South End. <laughs> to me, it seems way up north. <laughs> Why don't you come here just a moment, George and Joyce? I guess, why don't you, let's stand over here. There's more light over there. Um, George and Joyce are from South End, Canada, uh, Saskatchewan, right? And uh, they've been here with us before. And uh, they minister there. They have for many years. And they've as the Holy Spirit leads them, they'll, they'll stop in. And uh, I'm wondering if you have a word to share, something on your heart, or it could be a song too. I didn't tell them this before. <laughs> I just, call, but, I, but I know this, the Holy Spirit 
quickened to have you come up here this morning. I'm not sure it's both of you or if it would be George or, or what, but uh, one thing I do want to do is pray for you and the ministry up there. So what do you have in your heart? Okay, why don't you come over this way and just, there you go. God bless you. So good to see you, George. Yes. I greet you in the wonderful name of Jesus this morning. Thank God for my salvation. I've been saved 27 years now. And uh, just praying here a couple of weeks, just ask the Lord just open the door for us to come this way just to visit. And, and we have a lot of bookings. We have been traveling lots the last couple of weeks. We've been, I don't know, maybe 10 communities. And next two months we're, we're booked. And, and uh, we just received a call from Rankin Inlet. They want us over there in the middle of April. And a lot of demand. But just a little quick testimony. You know, this, this woman uh, messaged us that she needed a vehicle. And her, she had bad credit. You know, she called me and demand. I'm a man. But I love to pray to God. Amen. <laughs> so she demanded that. And I said, Lord, you're above everything. And... She called again, nothing is going right for us, but praise the Lord. I said, Lord, what's wrong here? You're above everything and begin to glorify him. Next day she called me, said, we got a breakthrough, we got our vehicle, thank you, Jesus. Amen, praise God. So we just pray and we've seen powerful miracles right from trans, being translated or transported, you call it. And uh, recently we saw a man that died, came back to life. That's the third one. I thank God. Creative miracles. We've seen creative miracles. I thank God what he's doing, moving upon, upon the land so mightily, so greatly, so anointedly, so powerfully. We've seen God move. And uh, so I thank God for this man died there. He's a white fella. And, uh, we were doing a ministry in the west side, we, about eight hours west from our, from our community. But towards the end of that service, this man died. I thought he had a massive heart attack here. By the time I got there, it was about 10, 15 minutes later, he was dead. And, uh, and everybody said, call 911. <laughs> call the ambulance. Does anybody know CPR? I overheard the Messiah right there. I was standing behind the people. And all of a sudden, this older guy said, can you pray for him? This man is dead. He has no heartbeat or anything. I checked on him. Put my hands on him. I said, I command you to come back in the name of Jesus to, to your body. Three times I said that. I called him back. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I lose the resurrection power of Christ. And the Spirit of God came all over him. As soon as I laid hands about maybe 20, 20 seconds, I got my hands off, looked at him. He opened up his eyes and glorified God. But everybody witnessed this man died. So that's the third person we've seen come back to life. So I thank God for what I've seen. <laughs> if it wasn't for the manifestation of the Spirit of God. See, we need the manifestation of God. We need the power of God. We need to be filled every day. Not partially filled, but filled so the Holy Spirit can lead to overflowing.
And we need a fresh touch. And we need to have an encounter with God. A lot of people talk about burning out. We operate in the flesh and we burn out. If we operate in the spirit, we're going to burn up. Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> so I, I thank God. And we got to be, we have to have a visitation every day. The presence of God to go before us. To come in us. And to live. And to abide. And just to walk in the spirit. So I, I thank God for this opportunity, Pastor. And just to, to come and fellowship. To hear the word. Have fellowship with you. Just I asked God, I said, Lord, just make a way for me. And you know what? As we begin to pray, and the Lord just began to minister to us, and people begin to call us and support our ministry. That's why we're here. So I thank God. It's, our trip is all paid for. I didn't, I didn't phone Brother Big Bucks and say, Brother Big Bucks, I'm going. I, I went to the throne, and I said, Lord, provide for us, because we travel by faith and we go by faith. And there's a lot of demand. demand. And so I, I thank God, and our people are rising now. I thank God. I think it's time for us to, to rise from up north to bring the fire. Amen. Hallelujah. So I just thank God. God bless. I'll greet you all in the name of Jesus. And uh, God bless you and all your families. May God watch over your family. And I praise God that there's always ways, open doors for us to go. And especially in our own in our own country, we go to these uh, reservations because our people need to know the Lord. They need to rise up. They need to be free from bondages in their lives. And our hearts is for the souls, especially the young people, because the enemy is trying to destroy all the young people because he sees, he sees what they have, how God's going to use them. So keep praying for the young people. Amen. Praise, praise God. I was uh, ministering in uh, downtown Kingman's Park in, uh, in uh, Prince Albert. This pastor, he has a big church there. And on the eighth day, they invited me to preach. I was the last minister to be there. And there's international speakers. But that eighth night, something happened. Something took place. As we begin to minister under the power of the Holy Spirit, the anointing was great. And people were watching all over the world. They had cameras there. It, uh, but what happened that night was, after preaching, I went to sit down. The power of God just moved so mightily, so greatly. Almost everybody in the tent was healed. Pastor phoned me next day for 35 minutes. He said, he said testimonies. And there was a man from Israel, a pastor from Israel. He doesn't know me and I don't know him. And the pastor told me, he said, this man wants you to go to Israel to preach in his church. Somebody say amen. amen. So I thank God. So I'm praying. I'm, I'm just not going to run there. We've been invited to other countries, but you know, it's got to be led by the Spirit. we got to be led, and the Lord has to confirm it. And even just coming here, visiting, I had to seek the Lord for his timing, for his guidance. I just can't run there, you know, every day of my life. So I ask God to bless me, to lead me, 
This is my prayer from the beginning. Oh my God, say 27 years ago, lead me, guide me, direct me, anoint me, fill me. Amen. I'm ready to prophesy 24 7. Amen. So, with that, God bless you all. Thank you, brother. Jesus said that he didn't do anything except of the Father, that the Father told him to do it. And I believe this is something that God is teaching us in our lives, that really our whole life is connected, directed. We have the Holy Spirit within us to guide us and direct us. But that communion, we're having communion around the Lord's Supper and what Jesus did for us, today, but that communion in the Spirit and with the Holy Spirit, that continues 24-7, doesn't it? Even when we sleep. Amen. And He does direct us. Now for some, He may bring us to lots of different places or even Israel, but some of us, we may not go that far. Maybe to Bemidji, back or Callier or wherever, you know, but still. The Holy Spirit leads us, and wherever we are in the workplace, or we are filled with God's Spirit, and His power is there to touch the lives of people. You know, they see things. We plant seeds all the time, and uh, that is something that. I would like to have you pray for us this morning. Just pray that in a new and fresh way, that that power of the Holy Spirit. You know, Abby was sharing this morning. You know, we were singing the song, uh, "The Dumb Will See," or "The Dumb Will See," <laughs> whatever. <laughs> the dumb will speak. The, the blind will see. The lame will walk. Well, I believe that. I believe, I believe that Jesus said, greater works even than I have done, you will do. And we know there's many more of us who have the Lord within us and his power. I'm just wondering if you would just pray over us as a congregation. You know, and it's a thing, salvation from sin as well, being born again. I know that's something that's so strong on the Lord's heart right now. You know, we're it was 16 years ago that we built the sanctuary over there. And uh, the reason was, was because we knew that there were many more that the Lord wanted to bring into his family, the family of God, and just to make space for that. Now we're gonna be re-entering there again in a few weeks. And uh, that's one of the things that I see is that and maybe you can pray that. As, just pray as the Lord leads, but just that that heart for evangel, evangelism, for reaching out outside the walls of the yeah. church yeah. Uh, would be there. So anyway, we'll just come before the Lord and we'll let you pray. Well, let's stand for the glory of God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Father, we just thank you for this moment, for this time. We thank you for this congregation. We thank you for the pastors, wife, and family, friends, Father God. 
Lord, you sit in the word. Lord God, you said ask, seek, and knock. Lord God, Father, in Jesus' name, as we go, and asking you, Lord, in Jesus' name, your people that are here, Lord, they need a spiritual renewal and blessing. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, you said in your word, the Spirit of God shall come on you yes. and change you and turn you into another man. Lord, that infilling of the Holy Spirit will begin to happen even now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we ask you, according to Psalm 129, I believe it says, the blessing of the Lord be upon you and the blessing of the Lord to minister to you this day and this hour, this moment. O God of heaven, Jeremiah prayed and he cried in Isaiah 64 and he said, O God, you're the God of, that is above, that you would render the heavens and tear the heavens open. My God, that you'll pour out a blessing that you'll be able to contain, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Lord God, you said in your word, the Lord will bless you and keep you, and the Lord will make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you, and the Lord lift up his countenance upon you to give you peace. And now, Almighty God, O Lord, you are God, your words are true. You promised this goodness to your servants. Now, therefore, let it please you to bless the house of your servants that they may continue forever. For Lord God has spoken with your blessing. Let the Holy Spirit begin to minister to every heart. Father, there'll be an increase of miracles, increase of faith, Father God, in Jesus' name. Father, the anointing would be great upon their lives to witness, to testify, to glorify God, Father. As we go to the highways and byways, Lord my God, the Spirit of God will come on us to minister. And to have that boldness, my God, Father. No. We need another Pentecostal power to fall in our, in our lives, in our, in our churches. And Father, within the body of Christ, so we can reach out to the lost and dying world out there, Father's God. Give us that boldness, that strength, that supernatural power of your Holy Spirit. And Father, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to us the spirit of wisdom to witness and to preach the word of God boldly and holy, my God. Father God, we pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to be great upon these people. I bless this church in the name of Jesus. I bless the pastor and the congregation. I bless them in the name of Jesus. We impart spiritual blessings. Even the miracles that we've seen, the creative realm to open up, Father God, in Jesus' name. We've seen food created and money created and cancellation of death. We've seen that, Lord. We impart that in the name of Jesus, that resurrection power of Christ. Even, Father, the, the death will rise again in the name of Jesus. And oh, my God, nothing will be too hard for you. Because this is the last day's army, my God. I will restore you, said, you know, and the word in the latter part of that scripture, you said Lord uh, my army which I sent among you the vast army the great army the mighty army the men and women of God will rise up in their gifting and their anointing the ability by the power of the Holy Spirit we bless you in Jesus mighty name thank you Lord amen God bless you hallelujah amen amen what you say Joyce that settles it <laughs> the word, the word says it. That settles it. Um, I, I want you to stay there. Not forever, just for, <laughs> just for a few more minutes. Um, um, 
you know, our services too, we want to be open to, I mean, we prepare things, we have messages, like I have a good message there for some time. But uh, that's not what it was today, and I started sensing that. I'm not sure when it was, but not long before uh, the service started. And I said, Lord, what, what is your heart for today then? And he said, well, open the word. And so I opened the word. And I went to the scripture that is most quoted in the Old Testament about the Holy Spirit. You can sit down. You may be seated. Uh, and it is this. It's uh, Zechariah 4, verse 6. So he answered and said to me, this is when Zerubbabel, when they were building the temple, and there were many obstacles in the way. There were things that were in the way. But what I was thinking right away was the spiritual temple, the body of Christ, and how God is building the body of Christ. He's building us together, but he's also he's, uh, bringing in others, other pieces, other parts of that temple, of the body of Christ. It says... So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, and that's talking of the flesh, or our abilities, or our creativity, or our programs, or our whatever that we would have. But it's by my spirit, says the Lord. Who are you, O great mountain? before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. And that's any mountains in our lives, or we think of those that aren't walking with the Lord as they should, that we've been praying for. And in the natural, it'd be hard to just, I mean, sometimes it's challenging to continue to, to stand and believing for them. But uh, we need to continue to never give up on those folks that don't know the Lord or maybe have backslidden in the Lord. You hear what I'm saying? And you know who the Lord has assigned you to be praying for and reaching out to. Um, but uh, who are you, O great mountain? Whatever that might be, before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. And he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Grace, grace, with shouts of grace. Just say that. Grace in the name of the Lord. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands shall also finish it. Then you will know that the Lord have, of hosts has sent me to you. The thing is, Jesus said, what did he say? I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The name of Jesus is greater. The name of Jesus is greater. And he's going to bring it to the finish. He'll bring it to us to the finish line and right on through into glory. Hallelujah.
And we're going to be there with folks like you. Amen. Yes, amen. 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 Yes, amen. <laughs> Isn't that good? Yes. Amen. Forever. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. In our time, 10,000 years from now, we'll say, remember that time we came to 10 Strike and we prayed for you? <laughs> Hallelujah. So this is it. We're going to partake of the Lord's Supper together today, this kind of communion. And uh, we're so thankful. I have just, uh, most of our elements are in the back today there, but what I do have is the symbol of the, what's the bread or the broken body of Jesus. It was broken. It was crushed for us that we might be whole. Yes. And uh, we're thankful for that. And uh, Jesus, if we go to, can you zoom all the way up there, Josh? This is Josh's first time. Anthony's been working with him, getting him <laughs> trained in, but we kind of skipped over a whole bunch, didn't we, there? But if you could go to 1 Corinthians 11. It's the last scripture for today's there. Uh, we can put it up. But uh, you can have a seat right in front. Don't go too far. Just sit right there. Because thank you so much. Oh, lest I forget later. Um, I really have this sense in me. That uh, when, we, when we leave, we'll get somebody... Maybe Dan, well, no, you're doing something else. But somebody, if you could find one of our old plates, offering plates. See, now we don't use plates. We use a box in the back for our tithes and offerings. But I believe today we'll have somebody stand in the back there. And if you'd like to give something to, for George, it's the thing is if the Lord directs you. See, I mean, he tells you. He'll tell you to give financially something to George and Joyce Cook today. Maybe it will be part of the help to get you to Israel. Amen. Hallelujah. What song are we going to sing in a moment? Hallelujah. But let's look at this. It says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. Paul said that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. His body was broken for us. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. And that's what we're doing today. We're proclaiming his death, that he died, but we also know that he rose. 
The man that George and Joyce prayed for would not have risen from the dead if Jesus hadn't. He wouldn't. Nobody would. The great power that was there that took Jesus from the grave and he rose is there. But of course, first was this. And we're going to have folks come and hand out our elements here now and as we do that we'll we'll sing this together
express your love unto him for what he has done for us. We just tell you, Lord, oh, Lord Jesus, we're so thankful that you took our place. We know somebody had to die. Somebody. We know that really we needed to. Because that's what sin does. It brings death. And we know that we've all sinned and fall short of God's glory. But we know that you're the one that came, lived as fully man and fully God. And you died in our place. But then in you and through you, we also died. So the judgment, the sentence was carried out on our behalf by you. And we're so thankful. And we remember that this morning, that your body was broken for us. Let's partake of the bread in Jesus' name. And we're so thankful that your blood was shed for us, your precious blood. And we think of the saving power of your blood, the sin-cleansing sin power of your blood. We thank you for it today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And we partake together in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Um, thank you, Lord. One more word of direction I'm getting here this morning is that uh, I've asked George and... I believe Joyce didn't get to talk to her, but I believe she'll probably minister with them. But we're going to open it up for prayer. I'd like to ask other ministers to come up here, two prayer ministers. So if you would like prayer for something in your life this morning, you can come up here to the front. And could you just pray, play softly as we do that also? But then release others to you can either stay in here and kind of pray pray or worship the Lord or go and begin the fellowship time with the with the meal together and remember did we find a plate or something to put an offering in okay we got a plate back there Doug has one it's a golden plate with a red velvet bottom on it. That's for George and Joyce there. So, George and Joyce, we'll just have you come up here and anybody that would like prayer. Okay, for George and Joyce. If you, if you write a check for George and Joyce, write it to TCC and then we'll put that together in one for them. Just be free to come forward if you like prayer or just be free to sit there and just worship God.
and pray.